I'm your host, Bree. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Bree podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, an intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I am joined by my guest, Jeremy Teal. Jeremy is a native to Dallas, Texas, and started life as an explorative child from a creative family full of art and self-expression. He is the proud director of Beyond Brothers and co-founder of the Woodard Circle and co-founder of Austin Black Pride and former director of communication for Team Friendly Austin. He is now charged with the engagement of his Black MSM communities and other allies for education of PrEP, PEP, and gender care with Kind Clinic Austin. Jeremy uses his varied skills learned through art and entrepreneurship, organizational leadership, and professional development to make a difference in the world as a whole. As a fun addition, Jeremy is a member of the National Kink Community and serves as Mr. Texas Leather 2019 currently and is open to all inquiries and as he is proud to intersect life, love, and liberty into his work and play. Hi, friend. (laughs) Hi. Uh, I miss you. I miss you too. It's so good to see you. Um, virtually. Virtually. Yeah, we're recording via Zoom still, people. We're still in quarantine. Yeah. Let's not get Yeah, we are six plus feet away. <laughs> 600 degrees away. Um, yeah, it, you and I met back in 2018. Yeah, because we met when I started working at Out Youth because you work at Kind Clinic. Yeah. I'm like, it's only it. been two years. <laughs> well, that's, the, that's how it works when you're like out here doing it. Like things. when you're out here doing it, you know, we see. I think we've seen each other in the two years as much as most coworkers see each other in twenty. Right. Yeah. And we're yeah. not even coworkers. Like we. I know. Friends. I always laugh. I uh, had Marcus on earlier in an earlier episode. I was like, Marcus was like one of my work husbands that didn't work with me, and same with Jeremy. Like we don't work at the same place, but <laughs> we were always in the same <laughs> in the same place, which was really funny. Um, and yeah, I, I, I am so excited to talk to you today. I feel like you're one of the, the few people I can just be like, whew, let's just drink all the tea. Let's pour all the tea. Let's <laughs> just have these conversations that really make people uncomfortable. And that was, that has been like such a joy to have that like, inner friendship. So yeah. You gotta have it. I mean, I think as professionals and as um, people who live our lives, like we are I don't think we hide behind our professions in order to do anything, right? We don't put it aside. It's a right. part of who we are. And, you know, being able to have these honest conversations with each other is the first step. Like, if we can't talk to our friends, people we trust, then we just, heck, can't talk to people that Hello? we don't particularly like. Like, yeah. that's, no, that doesn't work. Not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to just jump on right into this topic because whew, 
<laughs> when you pick, I mean, it's it's tea. Go ahead. Yeah, it's tea heavy. It's, no, it's tea heavy. We're we're doing this. Introduce the topic here. <laughs> um, the topic you picked today was people gaining access to communities and not following through with their promises. But yeah, so I'm excited to to, to chat about this and. What one? What made you pick this topic? Because I feel like it is very specific. <laughs> so that's the the first. It question. is a little specific. It is a little specific. Um, well, I think one of the big issues I have as an engagement person, and I didn't even know I was an engagement person. First of all, um, I always thought that everyone had the skill set of making new friends and you know, kind of building themselves up. From, I wouldn't say nothing because, you know, I'm not nothing, but, uh, you know, building themselves up in a, a way, gaining access, getting friends, making moves. I always thought everyone did that, right? But mm-hmm. apparently that is a full-on employable skill set that a lot of people don't have and will pay you a pretty decent amount of money for um, to do for them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's that. It's just annoying when you do this work for somebody, when, first of all, when someone asks you to do something for them, and, you know, I didn't show up to your house and ask you, can I do this for you? Um, you know, you asked me to do this for you. I agreed to do it on whatever terms I agreed. And then you don't follow through. You don't uphold your end of the bargain, not with me, but with the person that I introduced you to. Cause I'm not really bothered by, I'm not bothered with me. I'm okay. But it's, you're not the contact. I'm the contact. So now I got to face these people. Mm-hmm. I have to go to these communities and, and answer the whys and the wins and the what ifs and all that great stuff. Meanwhile, you are in these terribly decorated offices here in Austin, Texas and abroad. Um, you know, just twiddling your thumbs on how you're going to dodge your work today. I just think that's real messed up. Yeah. I mean, as another as a person who also does that work of <clears throat> meeting people having done community engagement being i think being a part of the community is how you gain that trust and so like like you're saying if you do this engagement gain this trust promise to introduce these people to other people and then no one follows up that looks bad on you because automatically it's like well they didn't make the connection so i'm the queen of like sending an email being like blah 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 here's blah 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 this is me proving that i've introduced you to because i am a kind i'm the kind of person like all i have is my name and so once that trust is lost that means that's yeah like that makes me feel like trash like so i never want that to happen it's like i am the the biggest proponent of you know, I introduced you to this person tonight. I'll follow up with email for both of you. Here's your contact information and y'all do with that what you will. But, you know, as, as, as someone who is really good at, you know, making human connection, making friends, making connections, I also have a problem too. We could talk about this in depth um, of like the more people, you know, the more other people start coming out the woodwork, wanting access to certain people and that drives me crazy like hey can you intro me to this person and can you blah blah blah? and I'm like that's not I don't work for you like (laughs) if we are friends and I know you or like your your work speaks for itself sure but I'm not introducing some Joe Schmo off the street to this donor that I've known for years because you want access to their money like 
there's def there's definitely that that end of it too and that's what it made me think of of people who come in and want you know say they want to do all these great things um but it's actually they just want to have their name out there and and to and to be in these circles and to have connection so yeah and there's nothing wrong with it the issue i feel like now i know that my skill set is a job and is work especially when you're doing it for someone other than yourself i i've learned to teach people how to engage themselves and how to not take responsibility for your connections mm. um unless i'm getting paid to do that of course Hello. you know or unless it is pl placed on my little my little black spirit to do but <laughs> As of now, if you come to me with a proposal out of the Rootworks, that's great. I will read the proposal. I will give you notes on the proposal. I will tell you if I feel like there is someone out there that might fund it, and there most likely is, but this is likely not a very clear proposal. You really just say you want to put on a music festival. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Why don't you just link up with an already established music festival, work your way up, to the leader of that and run that festival. You know, it's really like you were saying, people want to get their name out there. There's this weird, there's a weird thing out in the world where people now want to be famous or like important. And I don't think they realize that every really important person has teams of people that work to make that person important. And that in that in that case makes you important. Mm -hmm. um, we one of um, our godparents, Bree and I, uh, is Oprah Winfrey, and Mama um, Ope is um, our godparent. And I think it's important for people to know that Mother Oprah is not just Oprah. Like <laughs> the establishment that is Oprah Winfrey is thousands of people working tirelessly to make sure that this woman's name isn't, you know, <laughs> said in vain every time mm -hmm. it is said um, or is used. And that's where I want people to get to. Like, I want people to get to a place where it's like, you know what? I don't have to be at the helm of a thing. Let's do some work and make some good. Mm -hmm. um, so let's do some work. Let's ruffle, ruffle some feathers. I think that this, this podcast is genius for that very reason because i hope some people's feathers are ruffled <laughs> and i hope that people are listening knowing that oh we out here like we're in your organizations we peep game like it's never you've never pulled the wool over eyes right. just know that no one's fooled no i just one. i kept i kept getting the check yes i did because austin's expensive to live in <laughs> but never think you never think that we you know, we're falling for the okie doke and you're not going to take my name. Right. And oh, uh, that's so much I want to pull apart there. I want to back up to like the fame slash name recognition because, you know, with me being here for four years and, you know, it's funny. Everyone's always like, you know, everybody. I'm like, I don't know everybody. There's like a, there's windows here. Um, <laughs> like I don't, like I'm maybe like five degrees away from everyone. I'll, I'll accept that. But with me with me now having quote unquote name recognition in Austin and being asked to do different things and running in different circles and what have you that like like you're saying like I always came in being like I just want to do this work like I did not show up 
wanting to be like, well, slap my name here and da da da. Like, I just want to show up, say what I have to say, and keep it moving. Like, the the people who come in and want to just do it for the name recognition, you can spot them a mile away, and their intentions are very clear. But now, you know, the more I get to do and the more things I'm involved with, I have now started saying to people, I just want to be like Oprah. I want to make connections and y'all figure it out. And I can just like, I don't, I don't need the notoriety. I don't need, you know, my name on lights. I'm just here trying to evoke change and have conversations and, and get stuff changed that we can all live a better life. But, you know, like you're saying, there is no reason why we need to have seven music festivals, seven queer music festivals in the same city when we all live here. Why can't we all just do this together and have it be great, bring all of our stuff together? And I think it's that level of pride of like people, people are so afraid to work together and like not have their name out there. And I'm like, guys, if you all, if you really care about the work that you're doing, and maybe that's just me, you don't need those accolades. You know what you have done in the work that you are doing and how it's going to be impactful. And that, that's what should bring you pride, not seeing your name on a billboard, right? Like that, that, that whole thing of like, well, if I'm not mentioned, I'm not doing it. I'm like, okay, well, that's your decision not to be an asshole. But if you won't, someone else will. <laughs> like The best lesson I've learned in my life is like, everybody's replaceable. Like, and that's not to be rude. It's just to be factual. Like there's so many people in the world who, who would love a chance to be able to work on a major project. Um, interns uh people who you know are just like between jobs and just looking for a hobby retired people who need a volunteer project like there are so many people here and i think people need to understand that it is an honor to be involved in a lot of things and to be able to like just say just say you were a part of it and maybe that's just the way that i live my life i was talking to someone last night they went why are you just like you do so much stuff and then you're just like so humble and kind about it. I'm like, cause I am honored to be doing these things and, you know, be a black queer woman taking up space and, and helping to make change and, you know, be um, some sort of representation for younger queer black people who aren't really sure where they fit in. Like I, that's, that's all the notoriety I need is like someone can see me and be like, Oh, I can do that too. Like, so this, this whole thing about notoriety and fame and their name in circles and, you know, making sure they're giving credit. I just, that I don't subscribe to that. And I think that's why I have been so successful and why I still enjoy doing all the things I do. But I'm also the kind of person who's like, I don't have time right now, but I can find you someone else who does. Like, I don't, I don't need to be, I don't need to be involved in everything. And a lot of people, I think, feel like they do. And I'm like, that's how you're going to burn out. Because if you feel like you have to be a part of all these projects so that you get that name recognition, that is just going to burn you out because you're not showing up as your full self. So that's my tangent. On. True. Passion, the, passion, the passion has to lead. If the passion's not leading, then the work will suffer. And most of the time people are doing one-off projects, you know, once every maybe five or so years. So you've had enough time to recuperate. But when you got like six projects stacked on top of each other in a quarter, you know, you can't, and you cannot see the end of a season because you, A, you got a full-time job. Like mm-hmm. that's, that is like the crazy part. You got a 40 plus hour a week job that you have to do and it might not have anything to do with this. And then on top of that, you stacked other uh, opportunities in you know that case. Um, so no, you're not showing up as your whole self. You're showing up as pieces of everything else just to become, you know, just to get seen. Yeah. When right. the truth is you just need one. Yeah, you just need one good project that you're passionate about. Um, and I promise you it will fulfill that thing. Now, I have to say this, and it's because it's something that I struggle with. And it's, I love attention. 
I do. I fucking love it. Like there is, there is nothing better to me than someone randomly calling my name to speak when I have a full face of makeup and a beautiful lace front on. Like I just happen to be ready, right? Like there's nothing better. However, that doesn't happen often. And the truth is, I have to tell myself often, Jeremy, this is not about you. I do. Like, even though I did all the work, just, you know, I made the connections, I, I got the money made, I worked the concessions or whatever. Yes, I, 80% of this is because of me. But the truth is, it wasn't, I didn't do it for me. And so when it comes time for thank yous and, you know, mentions and all that good stuff, I don't press that people say my name. I don't press that people you know, plug my organizations. I don't do it because I feel like that's just a huge ego trip that takes the focus away from the purpose. And it's something I have to consciously do. It's not something that's natural to me. Like I said, I love attention. So if someone says, Jeremy, I'm going to say what? Like, you might not even be talking to me. But if you just say, that's how I got the nickname Jam. Okay, this is a great story. I promise I'm going to stop talking after this. The nickname Jam. I was working at a restaurant here in Austin. And we were in the middle of brunch, screamed out jam. And I said, huh? And I hung, like, you know how you hung your mama from a kitchen? <laughs> like, like that, huh? Mm. <laughs> like that. And I kid you not, the entire restaurant, like maybe 300 people burst out laughing, including me. Like, I was just like, why did I answer to that? Like, what is that? And someone was literally just asking to put jam on a plate. And from then on, I got the nickname Jam. So again, I love attention, looking for it all the time. But just because I'm looking for it and love it, don't mean I have to use it. Mm. Make better choices. Like, <laughs> yeah. Better choices. Yeah. That whole like purpose over the person, right? Like you, you and I both know like what it is like to work behind the scenes of of big events and big projects and you know other people take credit for or other people not mention you and like you're saying I I have felt that like tinge of like well I just did six months of my life was working on this thing and then you didn't even have the decency to to say my name and I'm like am I being egotistic like taking it a minute in that and checking that feeling like is that is that an ego thing? Is that a frustration with this person up on the, on the stage thing? Is that, you know, it, is that feeling like, you know, especially as black people, like we are constantly erased. And so is it, is it that too, of like, especially here in Austin, I mean, what, 8% of the population here in Austin is black. And so, you know, working at these places and doing these things and just, you know, being sometimes the only black person who works there and you're the one busting your ass the most. And then they don't even have the decency to like, mention or think or what have you so i i totally get people who feel like that but and you and i were talking about this earlier i have always said for a long time like i don't work for my boss i work for the organization that i work for but and that's a great sentiment to have but i have to deal with <laughs> we have to deal with our bosses and you so have to deal it, with the boss it's also that balance too like yeah yes no one should be walked all over and no one should be you know feeling like they could talk to you any sort of crazy or what have you but also you know on the days where you are really frustrated remembering why you took this job and what you love about it because for a long time in a lot of jobs i was just like why am i here why am i doing the, the things that i'm doing why you know all those feelings and i was talking to a friend the other day 
I was like, I am the queen of leaving a job. Like, <laughs> I will pack it up and be like, you know what? This ain't for me no more. Y'all have a great day. Here are my two weeks to a month's notice. I'm out this B. Um, not before I have something new lined up, though, people. Let's be smart. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think it's really good for that. Yeah, no, I will, I will always have something else lined up or a connection somewhere or, you know, making, making shit happen. But, you know, I don't want people to, to think that, like we're saying, like to stay in awful situations, we're saying like, you can, you can both be frustrated with your coworkers or, or the people who you're working with on this thing and still love this thing you're doing. It's just, again, like you were saying, how are you showing up? What is bringing you joy in the situation? Making sure you're showing up as your full self, not just running on fumes. And so it's been funny for me having so many projects and being involved in so many things. People go like, do you sleep? I was like, yeah, girl, I sleep. <laughs> like just cause I'm doing a lot doesn't mean I'm not taking care of me. And I never want to, com- to conflate those. I'm like I am the queen of doing nothing some nights. And just like, <laughs> I'm like, everyone's always like, you're always so busy. I'm like, oh no, there are days I'm just like, I don't want to hang out with anyone. And I just say, I just say I'm busy. So no one gets the feelings hurt. <laughs> but mostly it's me sitting home on my couch watching TV. So just because like you're saying, you I, need, I, I need, yeah, I need that time to, to recuperate and then go back out and show up as myself again. So yeah, I just, I just have so many feelings, especially, you know, today we're recording, it's June 13th and we're thinking about you know, the Black Lives Matter rejuvenation and how, you know, how many people are coming forward and saying, you know, I experienced racism at work or I experienced this where I was on this project. And, you know, especially for people of color, particularly black people, how often we are overlooked. I just want us to know we, it is okay to value ourselves. It is okay to ask for things that we know we deserve. We don't have to make ourselves smaller to make other people comfortable like we've been told their whole lives because, I think that's how I, I think both of us have been so successful is because we are very loud, outgoing, <laughs> outgoing people. And I, I don't want to say center of attention. I just feel like the attention always falls on us. <laughs> like, I, well, because I, we deliver. Exactly. Like, I mean, and that's the truth. And you show know, up. This is, yeah, we show up, we deliver. And we showed up when we had everything to lose. Um, we showed up when we had really we had everything to offer and the truth is we should have been running the thing from the jump, but we didn't know about it until we got the phone call. So we showed up to the meeting and, you know, gave it structure and gave it um, direction as opposed to it being a powwow for, you know, months on end. And then three weeks before the event, everybody wants to work now. It's like, nah, 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 nah. that's not how you do this because you and I know how you and I know how to take care of ourselves and get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to to kind of go a little back to what you were talking about as far as like the population of black people here in Austin, um, I had a really good conversation with some of those black people here in Austin. And the truth is there's only about maybe like eight or nine of us that are at the helm of those bubbles, if you will. And your bubble, my bubble, and another person's bubble are very intersectional. So, you know, we are very intersectional as far as gender identities and as far as um, ethnic makeups and uh, income, all those types. We are very intersectional. Um, But the truth is these organizations have identified the eight to nine of us. We know who we are. They know who we are. And they will try and use one of us to get to the other to get inside of that network Mm -hmm. um 
And it's up to us to really protect what we know and protect what we've built, which is trust. Um, and so I'm saying that, you know, I'm saying that for people that are listening, you know, protect the networks that you create because really you're creating a longevity for yourself and for the people that you love. Um, you want to make sure that you have a plug when you can get a plug, but when you sell a plug it is no longer yours. Mm. It's just not like it's no, it does now, you might as well just call it a tap that is just dry. You don't, you no longer have access to that thing. You can absolutely share a resource. Now I'm not saying that, mm -hmm. but what I'm saying is once you've given up on the communication, whilst you make that connection, you've, you've given that plug up. Um, that's Before you move one, on, yeah. I also want to tell people like, like the same way you wouldn't just give out your grandmama's number, have that same energy. Like the yeah. other day I was asked to connect an organization with a friend of mine who runs another organization. And you know, before I made any promises to the person who asked, I reached out to the, my friend first being like, hey, this org wants your info. How would you like me to respond? Yes. And I think like you're saying, like you, you have to, you have to protect your networks and your circles. Like you don't just, you know, give people's info out. So I also want to like jump in and say that because I, there are many times that people just pop in my inbox and be like, hey, can you do this? I'm like, I'm sorry, who is this? Like, <laughs> hi, who are you? Hi, I don't think we've met. Um, my apologies if we haven't, I don't remember. But, you know, it's like cold calling. You wouldn't just randomly pick up a phone and call a stranger and start like telling all your business, right? Like, I also want to, I also just want to jump in and say that like protect, when you say protect your network, have that same energy that you would like, it was, it was, if it was your grandmama's number, because I ain't giving y'all Sally Ann's number to her house. What you think? <laughs> okay. Cause let me tell you who's going to get cussed out. It won't be Hello. <laughs> because my granny is kind, but she'll cuss me out. Mm. <laughs> like I'll get cussed the fuck out mm -mm. and we'll be denied peach cobbler. And we can't have that. Hello. Priorities. Um, priorities i forgot what my other piece was but yes brie you are right because that's the answer to everything i just i have so many feelings about this i oh sorry it was the 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 black lives matter thing um i've been doing a lot of chats with um people recently and they're just like why do you think it's such a global movement and i was like huh interesting how you think black people only exist in like one part of the world like and also interesting that you don't think that we talk about our experiences from across the globe black people are disliked everywhere like mm -hmm. and by when i say black i don't mean american black because we call ourselves black or african-american um uh in other parts of the world you know you you can be black or you can just be dark mm -hmm. right and you are considered quote black um and for some reason it's it's it just escapes people that you know maybe because you have an english accent that oh well you're not black I'm like no 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 maybe here they're exciting and expensive but at home they just black mm -hmm. like same level that's what it is yeah same level dislike same level intolerance same level racism like literal same level so when some shit popped off and oh it popped off and it's terrible that it had to pop off the way that it did but every black person that had an ounce of energy because remind you we ain't been doing shit for three months so it ain't like we ain't did nothing but chill we was ready 
rested, no job to go to tomorrow, kids at the house safe with Amy. Like, we chilling. So when that popped off, that popped off. Victims of sexual violence popped off. Uh, Native people whose land has still not been given back to them popped off. Uh, uh, Mothers who have children in educational programs that are not giving them what they need popped off. Uh, People who are living in poverty for no reason popped off. It's not just Black people out there. Because all that happened was Black people said, our lives matter. And they was like, you know what? Our life matters so much and it impacts yours so much. You need to show your ass too. Because they go pay attention when we start fucking around. It's not just a news article. It's a whole global movement, bitch. And I'm here for it. Like, I'm 3,000% here for it. I stand next to sex workers. I stand next to trans people. I stand next to all of them. You know why? Because the struggle is fucking real. Like, the struggle is real. These white people is out here acting a complete asshole, acting like they don't know what's going on. I'm sorry, Cindy Lou Who. You know what's going on. Don't sit here and act like that degree that you got from Yale that your parents paid for didn't work. Oh, you got a few things other than some black dick. You know what's up. So don't try me. I'm not giving you this. I will give you my infographic tool, how to have difficult conversations. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. No, I think that's fit. That ties in perfectly because it's, it, I mean, if, you, if we think about people gaining access to communities, if we think about how often black people show up, particularly black women, black queer people, black femmes, mm. like, you know, I'm, it's going to be a minute. So <laughs> I'm the kind of person who, who, <laughs> will, okay. who, who will show up, right? Like if you give me enough notice and you need a body there to support, to hold a poster, to march, to, you know, be at an event, I will show up because typically I, I you know, I'm very liberal. I am very progressive. I want, I want us all to win. I think right now what's been going on, like you were saying, we have all been in the house for three months. So we've had no choice but to watch the news and be stuck in front of the TV because, you know, what else we going to do? Because we can't be out on these streets. I think the thing is, you know, we, I think white people finally realized how much of their privilege has been, you know, they've been gaining access to our communities, but they have not been following through with their promises everybody want to be black but no one wants to be black they will take our culture they will take you know our our uh, our art they you know if we think about like people who say looting i'm like this land was looted how do you think museums exist because we loot from you know cultures so for i think that ties in perfectly because you know black people like you're saying we we have been struggling for 450 years we know what it's like to struggle y'all new people to the struggle welcome lovely to see you um Get, thanks for coming yeah not get in line but girl grab a seat because we all we all over <laughs> here trying um but yeah i think i think that's what's been happening too is like all these these communities finally got to see because i think black people are such strong resilient people that you know f- for the longest time we have always known about this i was listening to a podcast the other day i was like you know if you're lucky if you make it to the fifth grade and don't experience racism right so you know, like you're saying here in America, you know, the British might be fancy, but still over in, in Britain and the UK, they're still black and they still ex- experience racism. And, you know, those same institutionalized racisms that were invented here were started in England because we used to be a part of England. <laughs> like, yeah, so that just really yeah. got me because I was like, oh, y'all, the everyone who's showing up, I appreciate y'all, 
but keep that same energy. And, you know, the, the, the big, the greatest way I can think about it is like people who culturally appropriate and, you know, seeing people who have, you know, quote unquote features that are more black or where, or white people who wear like black hairstyles. And I, it, and, you know, having those conversations now, I'm like, you can do that. And you were seen, seen as edgy, but like, a black person who has dreads is seen as like dirty or unkept. And I think a lot of white people need to sit with that, that privilege. And I think they've been doing that as of lately. Um, and thanks to your infographic, um, able to sit um, <laughs> and think about that, 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 that discomfort in that and like really taking the time finally big, like, Oh, I have been fucking up and benefiting from this awful system. And it is my job to do that work to, to dismantle that. So yeah, that's, my feelings about so i will say um two things first of all the infographic is awesome and it was co-created by ryan west who's also um, an amazing young black activist here in austin so if you're listening and i will never throw you under the bus my friend you are amazing (laughs) um and two um privilege is something that everyone experiences and we have it in droves in so many different aspects in our Mm -hmm. lives and I think it's it's so helpful when I talk to not just white people, but people in power, when I talk to them about my privileges that I do have and the difference about how my privileges manifested. My privileges didn't just show up. I wasn't just born with them. I made my privileges. I worked for my privileges. And that is the difference. The difference here is I can tell you the day I became a leader in Austin, Texas. I can tell you that because I did that. My black people did not do that to me. My mother had nothing to do with it. The slave trade had nothing to do with it. Everything that I have built as Jeremy Teal has been because Jeremy Teal built it. And that is because in this world, a black boy is still seen generationally as inferior to a white boy. And that is Mm -hmm. just the truth. It is the truth. And it's something that it's so sad that, you know, in a way you're kind of comfortable with because you know where you stand, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing better than knowing where you stand <laughs> like with somebody. Cause you know, you're having a conversation with someone. It's like, okay, okay, okay. What is your point? Like, it's not, I'm not saying I can agree or disagree. I just want to know like, what are we going to walk away with? And I know that I'm walking into the world as a black boy every time. Mm. every single time and that helps me know where to place my feet where to look who to be around where to say because it's helpful to know your truth i know my truth i know my privileges and i use them to my advantage <laughs> and if someone asks me or calls me out on my privileges i'm not going to deny them why would i deny them they are mine mm. absolutely yes and i use my privilege for good that's the other thing you mad because you've been using your privilege foul you've been foul this whole time and you didn't even know you had Mm. privilege because you don't know where it comes from and you don't know where you stand because you just sitting on top of a big ass lie Mm. so i say all that to say yes be uncomfortable because there's like i said nothing more amazing than knowing your truth you don't even know your truth sorry Sorry about that. Um, like, yeah, you don't even know your fucking truth. That's the reason why you're upset. That's why you're uncomfortable. That's why you're mad. And that's why you get, you feel 
attacked personally mm-hmm. when someone tells you, you know, your not privilege, but your silence is violence. I get that you're mad. Oh, honey, I understand how mad you are because you can't you can't imagine being an 18 year old. First of all, my first racist moment didn't happen until I was 18. So I made it 18 years in a suburb in Dallas, Texas, without having an ounce of racial issues. And the day I started a job, I got my first racial moment Mm. where someone said that they didn't want the colored boy to wait on them. I was waiting, I was waiting tables at a restaurant, the colored boy. Now I can't explain to y'all like how it felt like I was in a movie. So I was like, Colored boy. I wonder who he's talking about. Like, <laughs> like you know, it's like I wonder what color he's talking about. But it didn't dawn on me this man was in his late sixties. He was an old white guy, and he had a whole family of people with him. It's like, oh me, I'm the colored boy. Oh, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, that's fucked up. You know. So knowing your truth, being upset, it's an, it's part of the process. Like you said, um, you know, welcome, grab a seat. You know, grab a seat. Let's do this. Because we ready. Like, we got four, we got 450 on this. You've been in it for, what, like, 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. That's cool. The first the snacks by the door. Grab a, grab a water. <laughs> Hydrate yourself. So, there is gluten here. I'm just letting you know. There is gluten <laughs> here. Sorry. We do have vegan <laughs> options, though. But, yeah, we, we, we had to have We do gluten. have vegan options. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think... I can't remember experiencing a racist interaction until I was in my 20s. And I talk about it on an earlier podcast episode. Um, but I was babys- I was with one of the kids I used to babysit and we were going to get lunch. And so I was in the drive-thru. And the way the drive-thru was, I had to like, it was in the parking lot in the drive-thru, like in the same area. And so there was one car trying mm. to back out and there was a break in the drive-thru line so with me, I was the last person in line. So I looked behind me, looked behind me. There was no one there. And I backed up and I looked in my rearview mirror. There was still no one. And by the time I turned like back around to see where the car was and looked back down, there was another, there, a car had like whipped in and pulled in behind me. But my, my backup lights were still on. Wasn't moving, but my reverse lights are on. And this woman behind me, this white woman starts blare, laying on her horn, beeping at me. And I'm like, girl, I don't have the energy today. <laughs> I've been with this kid. I've been with this kid for hours. I'm like, I'm so tired. I just want to get this kid fed and drop him back off and call it a day. <laughs> um, and so the way the drive-thru was, there was two lines. And so I pull up and she, like, now I'm going forward. This other car has left. She's still beeping at me. Like the situation has moved on and she's still holding on to it. So I pull up and it's two lines and I go to the left one. She goes to the right one. And now she's hanging out her window yelling at me, but I'm ordering. So I'm not listening to her. And eventually, like, I stop, look, yeah. I stop, and I roll my window back up, and I look, and I see her, like, yelling in my peripherals, like, I'll get that car. You almost hit me. Go back to your country. And at this time, like, I'm, it is summer, so I have a tan also, and my hair is, like, picked out for the gods, so it is huge that day because why <laughs> And so, you know, this is in Connecticut where I'm from, and so I roll down my window, and I look, like, I'm like, are you talking to me? And she goes, yeah, don't you understand me, blah, blah, blah. And she was, you weren't even paying attention. You almost hit me. You have a kid in the car, blah, blah, blah. And I said, miss, 
I was nowhere near you. You came whipping in and I wasn't even moving. <laughs> and like, I'm not raising my voice. This is how I'm talking. <clears throat> but she's in full on Karen and losing her shit. And I said, well, if you have a real problem, you could pull up and get out your car. We can, I'm like, and don't call the police when to whip your ass because you did this to yourself. So what you want to do? And she yeah, was, what's that? What? She was, what? I was like, you, I'm like, you're so big and bad. Get out your car. We could talk about it. Or we could, we, well, if you want to pop off, we could pop off as the accent comes out <laughs> and we can go from there. And she looked at me and I was like, you never underestimate someone else's level of crazy. I'm like, and don't call the cops saying that I started shit when you were the one who popped off. So what you want to do? But that was like my first time being like, bitch, I didn't even do anything to you. I'm just existing in the world, but you have such a problem that you just, uh, and then just thought that it would be okay. Like didn't expect me to say anything back to her. And I was like, first of all, I didn't hit you. So cops would be like, what are we here for? But I was also like, if we call the cops, they're going to believe this white lady in this small town. Like, I can't risk it. And uh, what happened? Like, I had a, I had the kid with me. And I was like, you know yeah. what? Like, like more like, to lose. I said, you're lucky that I got this kid with me. <laughs> she looked at me. I was like, no, right, you but- are lucky I have this child with me. Because she had to, like, be in her 40s, 50s. Like, she was older. I was like, I would have dragged you. <laughs> so you yeah. are lucky. But that's that. Yeah, I I I think of that all the time. Like I was in my twenties before I like had my. But I also too grew up in the burbs, but very diverse burbs. Like Hamden has like a lot of a lot of people of color. We have we have white, black, Asian, Hispanic. Like all all the all the Benetton ad people you can need. And so like me going into that that day was just like, yeah yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think also with me right now is if we're continuing to talk about like people gaining access, it's like you also have to like prove yourself. Like you can't just walk into a thing and think that everyone's going to trust you automatically. And so that's, that's another thing for me as I continue to think about, you know, this activism work and me looking for a job and what, what have you. But yeah, like <laughs> when people like show up, right? People show up and with on 10 and they don't expect you to meet them at 10. And when you meet them at 11, oh, now you're scared. And it's like, so now you didn't tell me to go back to a country. First of all, which country, bitch? Because Africa is a whole ass continent. So, oh, so I'm from here, which girl. Which of the, I don't know, it's like 30. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hi, I'm from Duncanville, Texas. Like, I don't know how else to explain Duncanville, Texas. Suburb, Dallas, Texas. Is there anything else you'd like for me to say? Also, can you fucking hear me? Do I sound like those crazy uh, thug people you watch on CSI? No. The fuck away from me. Because I will fuck you up. Like, it's, it's not a problem for me to fuck you up. The issue here is I have other things to do today. I I'm didn't busy. set out to ruin your life. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> busy. Well, that's the thing, too, of, like, People who come at ten and don't expect people, to, other people, to get to ten. Girl, I'm always at, a, I'm always at least an eight. <laughs> so me getting to ten is not a high jump, girl. Like black people are always right because no. we're always on the defense. We never get a chance to. And breathe. you have to be. No, you have to be. I think the only time you're really not on ten is when I wouldn't even say you're at home. I would say like when you're in like full chill, like whatever your full chill is. Like that's when you finally get to decompress, and that's that moment when you just like. You, you have to soften the blow to say no. It's like, no, I'm just really tired right now. Or, mm-hmm. God, super busy, other things to do. Meanwhile, you are in chill mode. Because it's rare that we get to go there. Hello? 
and I love my chill mode. My chill mode recently is um, laying in this bed that I am currently in and reading uh, some things or hell, just staring at the ceiling sometimes. I just stare. Yeah, just chilling. Like, what you doing? I don't know. I might have fallen asleep and woke back up. I'm just here. I don't get to do it often, so I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) Just happy to be here. Uh, Just don't come. Yeah. Listen, don't come unless I send. And even then, check the itinerary, (laughs) check a bag, (laughs) check yourself before (laughs) you get to me, girl, because... And that's the thing too, as people start to come into more things, like wanting to show up and run things. I've been here, girl. Like that, that's probably my biggest pet peeve, like people gaining access to things. It's just like, I don't need the notoriety. That's not why I do things. But if you think you're going to come up in here after I've been doing this shit for six months and tell me how to run things, we got, we have, we have, we're going to have some words and I'm going to let you know about yourself because we ain't about to do that today. We only do humble teams. Like I can't only work with humble people, people that realize that this is a team effort. And the truth is if I didn't need a team, I wouldn't have got a team. There are lots of things that are done without a team that you don't even know Mm. were done for you with just one person's effort. I don't always need a team, boo. So if I tell you that that is duplicating services and those people, the people that are doing those services are doing a great job for the people they're doing it for, and we don't need to do anything but support and amplify. That's what I said. That's what I meant. And if you go against my word, that's fine. You can make whatever you want to make. I won't be a part of it. Don't be mad because I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that whole. You know how many times I get shut down by people who know what they're talking about? That is like, no, Jeremy, that already exists. Or, um, you know, maybe the appropriate way to go about it is blank. What else can you do other than say, you're right, my bad? Okay. Yeah, keep going. You know when you know when you're not the expert on something. Say that Check again. You know yeah. when you're not the expert on something. Whoo, that's that's a t-shirt. Put that on a sign because like, you just know. There's no reason for you to show up. Um, and try and lie your way through something. That's so stupid. Like, what's going to happen if she hit the fan in the middle of the thing and it's on you? You're the last person standing and you don't know what the fuck you've been doing because you've really just been Google searching before the, the, uh, the meeting every time. Mm. Girl, get out of here. Come correct or don't come at all. And also that saviorism too. People then they're just going to like swoop in and fix everything. Like, there's nothing broke here. Or like the people like, well, fix... If it, uh, if not if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's the whole like, we'll fix it before it is broke. I'm like, girl, it's it's fine. We will make adjustments when needed. But you also just got here, yeah. so also please, if you could just please <laughs> take a seat in a clipboard, <laughs> we'll be to you in a minute. But and it's not like yeah. pulling rank. You it's just being like, we've been here, we've done this. I don't need you to run in and do things unless you are willing to come in humbly. Like, listen, this is this is I've I too have run things. I know I just got here, but. You know, this is something like that I have had. I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Like, I, like you're saying, I will gladly. The minute I'm the smartest person in the room, bitch, I got to find a new room. Like, I should always be growing and changing and doing better. But if you think you're gonna walk in as an expert into anything and just think that you are the end all be all in the last say, we we need to have a conversation around that. I mean, going into our kind of our topic or like how we kind of start this conversation about gaining access and not uh, keeping your promises. Um, organizations do it all the time companies do it all the time and 
it annoys me when you show up to somebody's community and tell them how they should do things or, Mm. you know, what would be the appropriate way to go about blank. Um, Hello, you showed up to our block and told told us Mm -hmm. that you wanted to do something for us. Mm -hmm. We did not send for you. You did not send a, hey, you didn't, you didn't even come correct, right? So you didn't come correct. And so now that you're here and we're being polite, most of the time we're being polite by just letting you do whatever it is that you feel like you need to do. Because the truth is got some coin in it or something, right? We might get like a monument or a park out of it. I don't know. Um, Okay, cool. So we got a little monument. We got a little, little park. All we had to do was listen to you white splain grass for a few hours oh okay that's got it sacrifice worth it mm-hmm. right um but you promised uh health and wellness you promised fitness you promised um access to better care none of that came with mm-hmm. this park or none right. of that came with this park. so believe you me people know what they're signing themselves up for when you go into these communities they're just like okay bet we're gonna get something out of it we're going to have to listen to some bullshit, but okay. <laughs> we'll make it work when they leave because they always leave. Mm. They always back out, right? Pride Month is the prime example of corporations taking Ooh. on group a group of people to look cool and have some fun. And then uh, after June, and actually, you know what? I'd say June, July they're active mm-hmm. and then hall of fall all of winter nothing come Science. january they're sending an email yeah come january they want to know what we can do again this year for june mm-hmm. i was like well why couldn't we do anything these six months okay mm-hmm. rainbow everything oh Rainbow everything and that money just goes right back to the company. It don't go to the people they claim to care so right. much about. Yeah. So you're saying that you're celebrating you're celebrating a group of people, you're celebrating an expression, you're celebrating freedom and um and love and all that great stuff for $150 a sneaker. And you know, proceeds because they don't read those lines, right? Like you mm-hmm. and I read those contracts. Ten percent of the proceeds go towards this organization with a cap of mm-hmm. it's like oh so you're really only gonna donate ten thousand dollars because you know you got mm-hmm. 10k you gonna just go ahead and donate 10k but you're gonna make two and a half mil mm-hmm. you're gonna make that money back and then some girl yeah and now you got them right because you got to get them in different colors you gotta you gotta get them you gotta get and you only make so many of them so you gotta make sure people are coming into your your website so you can get all that good data on them mm-hmm. like i'm not stupid sure ain't. i'm not stupid and, and i know bullshitter no because <laughs> i know how this game works i have written those contracts baby i get it the only issue is like i said i use my my shit for good because i want to know all that white people got to say i want to know all the shit you search i want to know what you're talking to your friends on twitter about i want to know what your dms even look like why because that's where that shit is mm. In a minute, what they don't realize is they're about to start paying for this knowledge. They were buying books and shit at first. That's cute. A book here, a podcast there. They're going to be whole ass classes on how to be a better white person. Mm. And I know this because I'm a part of the groups. It's coming. 
It's like, I oh, so you, you want to be a better ally? I've been telling people, my consulting, I can send you my consulting document and how much I charge an hour. <laughs> and that's not a problem. Because if you really wanted to do it, you could do it. We do it. We go to your schools. We learn your language. We learn mm. your, your arithmetic. We learn your strategies. We learn your history. Your we learn all of it. And we paid tens of thousands of dollars to do it. You can do the same. Mm, say that because you gonna do the same. I mean, that's just what it's gonna be. You don't. You, you know what? There won't even be an option. That's the sad part. It's not gonna be an option in the future. Here we are. You gonna have to have a mark of approval to say that you are an ally of Black people. To say that you are an ally of LGBTQ people. You are not. You are not going to be able to just walk into a pride parade with mm. no credentials. Don't get them upset now, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, get up! Be upset, sis, oh, and be very afraid because it's gonna be work from now on. You mm. will be asked at the door. Well, what happened? What you do? Who the entry, the entry you? fee is who have you donated to? What book have you read? What have you learned? What black person have you talked to? Because <laughs> that's been my biggest thing too. Like during all this, is people who i don't i haven't figured out how to phrase this yet but people who are like so gung-ho for posting you know black lives matter and you know i stand with black people but don't have not nan one black friend and i'm like huh because those optics look real promising girl and i just have questions (laughs) Um, yeah now now i have real questions because if you show if you ask me to come to a thing and i'm the other black person (laughs) the one other (laughs) if that the the other are the only yeah, you asked that other black person, like, where did, how long you been here? It's just like, sis, I ain't seen another black person in like six years. Where the fuck you come from? They go, I was the only one. Mm. Like, well, shit, we got, well, now I have questions. Mm-hmm. I got questions, and I'm asking questions here. I'm not even nice about it no more. Like, I don't not send no text messages or emails. Just raising hands. When we sit, oh, excuse me. Yeah, when we sit down to have brunch, I'm going to ask, so did you invite me because your black friend need a company? Like, Woo! and it's no shade. Like, it's right. not shade. It's, I just want you to be honest with me. Mm-hmm. I invite white people to things so they can see how things are done sometimes. It's like, well, yeah, you're the only white person here on purpose. I wanted you to see, like, what my friends and I, um, how my friends and I interact. Because you've been talking about being an ally and all that good stuff. I want you to see it. I want you right. to be a part of it. I want you to get a little better on your ally journey. Anything else? No? Okay. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Mm. Go make some friends. Get out of my face. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Um, as you know, I like to wrap every show with one last question. What is the best advice you were ever given? Or what's a piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Oh, <laughs> piece of advice I would give to myself. Or what's, okay. what's, yeah, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, that's hard. I've been given some great advice. I'm going to go with the, the, the second one. Um, advice I would give to myself or something I would say to my younger self. Mm-hmm. Um, be different and that's okay. Um, be extra uh and don't apologize for it and when someone asks you why you you just say that's just who i am and just sit on that let it be i love that i'll be sure to link everything in the show notes uh and that's it for this week's episode of tea with brie be sure to follow us on instagram at the tea with brie send me an email at the tea with brie at gmail.com 
and visit the website, the Tea with Brie podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I will talk to y'all next week. Bye-bye.